Welcome to Event Up, the place where people enthusiastic about events stay in the know on the latest trends within the events industry. Live, hybrid, and virtual experiences. From virtual events to conferences, award galas, and everything in between. Here's your host, Amanda Ma. everybody. Thanks for joining us. I'm Amanda Ma, the Founder and Chief Experience Officer of Innovate Marketing Group. We are a virtual, hybrid, and live event experience agency that provides full service in terms of event strategy, event management for top brands like TikTok, YouTube, and East West Bank. Today, we'll be going over how to organize and plan inclusive hybrid events. Let's get started. In terms of organization, here are top five things to consider. One, consider the budget for participants who are participating physically in your event. Some people are so used to, used to just staying at home and not having to travel. So overall, we're seeing the trends of shorter event, but more impactful, just exactly like how the virtual event was, you know, because people realize we don't need to fly out for every single conference, every single event. And corporations are definitely taking that into consideration as well as the attendees. They will look at perhaps we just, you know, tune in virtually versus flying into the conference. Second, consider the technology needed to execute hybrid events. You want to make sure there's that connectivity between the event, you know, for on-site as well as people who are attending virtually. So having that one platform not only works very well on the laptop or computer, but also on the phone because the people who are attending on-site could interact, you know, and we were already doing this prior to the pandemic because we had digital programs. So very similar to that, but of course more enhanced now. So you can actually tune in on different sessions or chat with other fellow attendees as well as connect with them, attend even exhibitor booths, you know, everything that's on the platform, but in person is different, right? You also need to really, prepare the people, you know, if you have exhibitor, be very authentic, right? And let them know, like, you know, these are the people that we have on site and these are the other exhibitors that we will have, but they will be showcasing virtually. Third, consider the content that you'll be sharing and its format. You really want to consider because a lot of time now what we're doing for hybrid event is the speakers and as well as the team will be on site, you know, the main leadership, but a lot of the attendees will be at home or it could be half half, right? Because of the venue capacity or the restriction, depending on what state you're in. For some of the speakers, perhaps they're still not comfortable being on site. So you have to be able to have an AV team that's able to manage and ship back and forth between the on site speakers as well as the virtual speakers, and then making sure the holistic experience for the attendee is very cohesive, right? Don't forget, you know, your MC really need to mention for those that are tuning in virtually, we'll be back in an hour. So they're not just like waiting to see when are we back, you know, maybe having a countdown clock. That's always very helpful. We do that for our events because we don't want people to have to ask like, when do we come back? We want them to just already know, like, you know, it will say to circle back and always put time zone. Right, because we talked about with hybrid events and virtual event, it's the reach is so much higher. It's no longer just regional. So make sure you put a time put a time zone 
you know, we recently did an event and we have people joining us from Canada. So different time zone, depending on where you are in Canada. So that's a great pro tip for you guys. Fourth, consider the time management and avoid a boring event. We always tell a client, if you want a boring event, don't call us because we only do events that are engaging and just captivating. Because guess what? When you have a more engaging and captivating event, people will stay. And how do you know this? So, you know, we did a three-day virtual conference. We look at the stats every day to see when are people coming in, how long are they staying, are they continuing, uh, are they returning the next day, or are they returning the third day, right? What, what were the peak session where most attendees were there and where did it fall off? So we studied that because that's super important. Even last year, we looked at a lot of other events and then jot down like, okay, at this time, a thousand people joined. Oh, wow. When they were singing the national anthem, maybe it fell into 800 only, right? But when the celebrity came back, celebrity speaker came, it, it went back up to a thousand. So that really shows you what your attendees like. Definitely leverage those data. And if you, and you know, sometimes you don't have to wait just looking at, you could also look at other events and what their success is. You could tell, right? So that would be a good pro tip for you guys as well. But consider the best practices to engage your online audience. Um, and then I talk about these emoji paddles and I'm going to bring them up once again. I just love these so much. You know, this is one way you can engage with your audience. Um, you, we ship these to them prior to the event. So they have it at home and then we work it into the script in terms of how these are being used during the event. All right, we're going to move on to another section, tips for accessibility and inclusivity. There's a lot of talks in the DEI space. For those of you that don't know what DEI stands for, it stands for diversity, equality, and inclusion. And we just want to, as event pros, we want to make this a more inclusive space, right, for all events that we're doing. One of the way is making sure you have caption, like live caption, and some of the event, if it's international, you could hire a company that could help you translate live as well. The caption is really great. Recently, Zoom did an update, and you can now have this option by a click of a button, you know, and then on the more sophisticated platform, yes, you do need to hire a company to do that live caption for you. But for the most part, with the recent Zoom update, it's pretty accurate. My team tested out, and it was really fun to see. So try it out for yourself. Ask about accommodation during the registration, right? So different accommodation, you just wanna make sure it's very inclusive. We talked about some venues, They even though they have handicapped spaces, but they don't have a place where people can get dropped off and you know picked up easily for people who have disability. So keep all that in mind. And then it's, you know, when for planners or for anyone that's selecting the venue, that's also something to keep in mind as well to ask for. Fourth, distribute presentations in advance. Understanding there's some speakers who are very particular about their presentation, they don't want to share. We definitely have deal with those speakers as well. Um, I think it's very important you have to be upfront about how the event is being distributed. I would say about half of our event are I would, I would say actually, no, most of them are recorded, but only a few of them are replayed, right? So there are some that's recorded, but it's only for clients' internal use. And there are others that are recorded that will be 
made available for on demand for you know the next week or 30 days. That's what we did with one of our conference and other events. And then there are other events where it's just live. They were recorded, but the recording is not shared. And then the speakers do need to know you have to be upfront and that should be part of your speaker contract with them so that they know speakers. We have several speakers. They actually charge differently. If they're just speaking live, that was one fee versus if they had to speak live and it's recorded for replay, then they actually charge a different fee. So make sure you ask about that to set the expectation. Last but not least, aim for accessible networking features, right? That just make it, again, you're just trying to think about all the attendees who are coming to you and making it accessible for everybody that's attending. Right now, I think virtually makes it very accessible, but even on site, you know, making sure you have plenty of screens so that people could see also the whole COVID safety you know, and being, again, being upfront about your communication. So you set people up for success before they come and then they're not flustered, like, I didn't bring that or I didn't know you need this, right? It's all in the communication. Hopefully you guys find that helpful. Again, this is Amanda with Innovate Marketing Group and we love planning events. That's our passion. Everybody here just love events. And we do a lot of big events from conferences to gala to grand opening. We would love to help you. So if today sounds like something you love and you are also looking for an expert to help you level up your event, give us a call. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time on Event Up.